Welcome to Conversations with Ask Ash. Conversations with Ask Ash focuses on people, processes, and outcomes. Ashley dives into everyday conversations around work efficiency, team productivity, and project execution. Let's get into the show. And now, your host, Ashley Schuler. Ashley Schuler. What's happening, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Conversations with Ask Ash. If you are logging in, listening in for the very first time, I'm telling you, this is the season to listen to. We're talking about the power of team, how to create a system for your team. And I am interviewing so many dynamic leaders and their team members. See, I couldn't do this without anybody's team member because we got to get the perspective from everyone, from our leaders and our team members about team operations, efficiency, efficiency, hiring, and everything in between. And man, let me tell you something I have here today. We have Casey Handy-Smith. And we have her wonderful, wonderful team member, Quantel, in the building today. Listen, I want to tell you something about C. Handy Law. KC Handy Smith is the founder and managing attorney of C. Handy Law, a virtual entertainment and digital media law serving influencers, thought leaders, and creators in negotiating pivotal contracts. So if you're like me and you're thinking to yourself, self, what does the legal aspect of this whole thing of teams look like? We're going to dive into that and so much more with Casey and her wonderful team member. And so Casey. Quantel, you're in the building. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being here. No so problem. happy to be here. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Oh man, this is so good. This is so good um, that you guys are here. You guys are in the building. Um, Casey, what did I leave out about introductions? Because I know that I knew you virtually in these streets from <laughs> Jordan Gill, System Save Me, and uh, you and and I know you in that capacity. And um, yeah, in through DMs. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So we definitely connected through Jordan's program. Um, in terms of introductions, I mean, you you know you kind of hit the nail on the head in terms of like you know what the firm is, what we do, who we serve, all that good stuff. Um, but I would just say, in addition to what we do through the law firm with um, our one-on-one services and our custom contract services. We also have another brand that we recently launched. So the product itself, we've been doing for a couple of years now, but we recently repackaged it, rebranded it, thanks to the help of the lovely Quantel. Come on, come on, Quantel. So we recently repackaged it into Boss Contract Society, which is a contract template digital product store for newer entrepreneurs who are looking for that legal protection that they need and who just may not be at a point yet in their budget where they can hire, you know, our firm to work with them one-on-one. When I got that email though, when I read it, I was like, Ooh, I said, this is genius. You know what I'm saying? Because I, but you know, because again, meeting people where they're at, but still being able to do your custom contracts and those one-on-one services, but having people to also be in, 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 and if I'm reading correctly and remember correctly, there is like a group too, as well to this. There is. Yeah. So a part of our, um, part of what we offer when you purchase contract templates from us you also get access to our private community where you can ask questions about the contracts you've purchased or general legal questions i feel like people ask a variety of things in there and it's um it's really a nice space because it's starting to to kind of really pick up and so people ask even just general business questions kind of amongst uh, themselves as well um and just kind of trying to get some guidance on the legal aspects of things 
I like that. I like that because what we're what we're seeing right now in terms of the power of community, the power of getting together and then being able to actually mastermind with one another. I'm glad that you have a spot for for folks to do that with. Um, and then also too, like the 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 topic is just, you know, it's relevant, right? You're talking about contracts, you're talking about business, you're talking about legal. I want to know too, because I, I I peeped some some interviews that, that you've done in the past in terms of your background and your history. Did you think that this was what you was going to be doing? Like your younger Casey <laughs> self was like, you know, because you, <laughs> you had not at all, not at all. When, when were you yeah. realized that you have, you know, some music in your background, you know, and, th- and, and things like that. So what was younger Casey up to as, they, as you were growing mm-hmm. up? <laughs> um, so I would say like once I got to the point where I knew I was interested in the law and that I wanted to be an attorney and all that good stuff, I was drawn to like the music industry entertainment space just because of my own personal background um, as a musician and most of my family, you know, plays instruments. We're very heavy, heavily musically inclined family. And so when I went to college, um, I initially was just majoring in political science because my advisors, everyone was like, oh, if you want to be an attorney, if you want to go to law school, you got to do political science, which is probably the most bizarre advice um, you could give anyone. So for anyone listening who might be a future attorney interested in the law, you absolutely do not have to major in political science to be an attorney. (laughs) (laughs) So there's that. Um, But it wasn't until I would say my junior year where I found out that my college had a music business program. And so that like really excited me because for me, that was like a really it was it felt like a perfect synergy between like, oh, my personal interest in music um, and business and also like the legal aspects, because the professor who taught all those courses was a longtime entertainment attorney, like well known in the New York area. Um, and so he, you know, he quickly became more than a professor for me. He became a mentor who I, you know, have since, like, since I've been practicing and have my own firm, like we've worked on cases together, like he's, you know, a long-term person. But so, yeah, so at that time, I was definitely thinking that I was going to be kind of in the more traditional, like music industry space, whatever that, whatever I thought that was, honestly, at the time, um, because now even like, the clients that I have worked with in the music industry, even that is different than what I envisioned, you know, than what my young self envisioned or thought, you know, um, practicing in the music industry would be like. Um, but yeah, so at that time I was, I was thinking, um, you know, I was primarily going to be working uh, with artists in the music industry as an entertainment attorney. Oh, that's cool. That's really awesome. So I love that because it, you know, you're still, um, taking what it was from your past and then being able to also walk into that professionally. So as you are, you know, you're building your business at one point, you know, were you in terms of you're doing it like solo dolo, right? So in terms of doing, what were some of your beginning steps as an entrepreneur? Like what was that, those first, what was that first two years looking like? Those first two years. Ooh. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) those first two, so those first two years was honestly, I mainly worked with a mentor of mine who I had interned with in law school. So I had a really good mentor, um, who allowed me to basically work on certain matters for her law firm. Um, so I was pretty much just doing like contract work for her and just on the side, kind of trying to build my business. So I say those first, those first two years of business were very much, 
I kind of don't even, I don't say I don't count them, but it, it like, it's like I had my business, but I was primarily working on like her client stuff and her right. firm stuff. And I was kind of just in the background, like I had this blog at the time. So I was like exploring, like blogging about legal issues and like, you know, going to different networking events, just trying to meet people. I had like a few little clients here and there. Um, but yeah, so those first couple of years were very much like definitely, definitely had not stepped at all into like the entrepreneur mindset just yet. It's like I knew I wanted to do my own thing, um, but I had no clue what that looks like. So at that time, it was just, okay, you know, I know this relationship works. You know, it keeps consistent money in my pockets. Um, and, and, and while that's happening, I was just kind of discovering, honestly, what I really wanted to do with my business, too. So it definitely was a phase of, like, realizing, you know, what kind of clients do I really want to serve? Because I learned really fast that, uh the music industry <laughs> i learned real quick that a lot of those artists um they ain't got no money so mm. so i said well you know what this isn't really going to be a viable business uh model per se in terms of um targeting only like recording artists you know uh types and so during that period too i started kind of learning more about um and i can't even remember initially how i got introduced well, I do know. I actually had a friend slash business coach who was like heavily into like the online business space. And so she introduced me to like Pat Flynn's podcast and like some other like different like things in the online space. And then all of a sudden it was just like a whole new world of, you know, I guess discovery. Because before that time I had never heard of and had never even, I, I just had no idea that the online business world was even like a thing. Um, and so, and so I, be, I quickly became really interested in that um, because a lot of the work that I was doing, a lot of the things that I was interested in from a legal standpoint, like the intellectual property, the contracts and all that stuff, um, the concepts are actually very similar in the online business world as they are on the music side of things. And so I was like, hmm, this could be a way for me to continue doing the type of law that I like to do, but with a demographic of people who can actually afford my services. Boom. That's good. That's good. Knowing when you need to make that pivot and switch, you're like, eh, I don't know about all this uh, with, the, with, the, with, our, with, our, with these artists, but I can take what I'm doing and still apply. It's still in your pocket. It's still in your niche. It's, you're doing your thing. You're making your switch. And I'm about to tag in uh, Quantel. Uh, because I want to know kind of when you need knew that you needed um, to have somebody in your business to grow this thing. Right. Uh, because like I said, Casey, you know, I'm seeing you here, there, you're at the summits, you're speaking, you're doing all these things. Right. And so when, when are you, when, in terms of the process of thinking through, okay, I need a team member. What mm -hmm. does, what does that process look like? Hmm. In the early days, it looked a lot different than it looks now. So Quantel is Quantel is a breath of fresh air compared to the type of support I thought I needed early in my business. So Quantel, you've been we've been working together. At, has it? It hasn't been a full year yet, has it? No, it hasn't been a full year. It's been like yeah. ten months, so we're yeah. almost there, but we're not a full year yet. But it will be in um, actually in April. Actually, I know, which so. is hard to believe. It's actually hard <laughs> no. to believe that that much time has passed. But exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I say that to say, um, like in asking the question, you know, when I knew I needed help, like like I said, Quantel has came into the picture once I was way more clear on the type of help that I needed in my business. 
Um, wow. Because early on was very much like, I knew I needed help when it was kind of like, okay, I'm really spinning my wheels. I'm spending a lot of time responding to people on social media, responding to emails, uh, dealing with phone calls. And a lot of these leads are just not really like good quality leads. It's like I was spending a lot of time doing just general like administrative things that weren't actually leading anywhere. So I knew I needed time to be able to like really sit down and, and think about like, okay, who's my target audience going to be? How am I going to attract these people? How am I going to market to these people? So I knew I needed to have somebody who could at least, you know, generally manage an inbox, answer some phone calls so that I wouldn't be spending my entire days doing stuff like that. And then doing, you know, the legal work that I did have for, for the handful of clients that I had at that time. Um, like my days were just super, just really full of busy work, honestly. Like I wasn't doing anything that was really like growing the business. It was just kind of like, okay, I have clients who came through different referral channels and outlets. None of these are really like what I want to be doing. It's just kind of, you know, it's just kind of making money. Mm, that's really good. And I hope our listeners are, are hearing something really clutch that you just said, because you had to come to terms with a, where you were currently and then having vision for also where you wanted to be. So enter in Quantel, the answer to your <laughs> prayers. Quantel, tell the people who you are, um, how you came to bring your magic onto the scene. Um, yeah, Quantel, tell us about you and you entering into this process. Yeah, so I think what's most important to highlight first before I even go dive into that is that Casey said she brought me on at a time where she knew she what she wanted in her business. Yes. And as an online business manager, that is like absolute ideal client. You already know where you're going. You know where you want to go. We are already focused on not having to like tell you our every single step. We just like to get in there, drive. You say you're tired. We come in and we can take control. We may look at you and say, hey, are these directions clear? We'll check in. But there's not a lot of hand holding when you have an online business manager. But a part of that, a very key part of that is knowing where you want to go in your business, because honestly, it's their business, right? We can't tell them where they need to go in their business. Casey could shut down see Handy Law tomorrow and I'll be like, okay, all right, see you later. Like, because it's her business, but knowing where she wants to go allows for me to be able to allow for that direction to stay clear and make sure any obstacle or any like challenge that we may come across, that's where the strategic part in my mind or any systems or any workflows or anything to make that happen, that's where I come into play. So she doesn't have to think about any of that. So um, where my role steps in when I first um, onboarded with her was actually fulfilling another person's position that could no longer do it or support the role in a full-time role because she was managing like two different roles. And one thing about Casey is everyone loves working with her. So if they, if they have to leave, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh my God. And that's rare, right? Like a lot of people are like, oh, I'd be happy to leave. But Casey has such a good vibe. She's laid back. She's a, such a professional, but still like down to earth at the same time. And so like, again, she's just truly a like dream client come true. Right. But at the same time, no one wanted to like leave her. But they also knew um, that they wanted to make sure that she was left in good hands. And so that's one thing I respect about the team, because they don't ever just say, oh, I'm going to leave high and dry. You know, processes were still laid out. There was a good training. Um, 
involved and getting me onboarded. And then once I inherited, I didn't feel like it was crazy. It was the list of things that were needed to be done. And I did my thing. I just came in and did my thing. And then, of course, with any you know business, I always think a good 90 day period is always a good determinant to figure out whether or not honestly the first month to be real. But a good 90 day period is always a good determinant to see whether or not you want to continue working with that company and that owner. Um, because everyone's like, oh, I can figure this out in two weeks or 90 days um, or, you know, probably a week or two weeks time. And that's not realistic. Like you have to learn to um, be in the business, learn how to operate the business, learn how to, you know, get into the CEO's mindset. Some days they're going to be tired. You know, what days do they not want to talk? Right. So there's all these different things. And so we just mesh well. I think being able to have a good chemistry, but also know your stuff and know what you're good at and admitting what you're not good at. So the CEO can say, hey, I will hire somebody for that. <laughs> but if you're not good at it, do not stretch yourself out about it. So a lot of people don't know how to delegate and that's huge. So yeah, that's and I think so like you were. Now I was just going to say, well, Quantel, you were, I think you were on my email list, right? Mm-hmm. I was. Account? Yeah. And it was yeah. funny because I was like not even going to post the position to my email list. And then like last minute, I was just like, you know what? Let me, let me put this in like the email newsletter and just like see. And I then, was. Yeah. Yeah. And then you responded and I was like, oh, wait, I think this might be. You know, yep, exactly. Like, I, it's so funny because I follow her and I never like stay on anybody's email list. There like were like a few people and I was just like, Casey was dedicated in my inbox every Friday, like consistency was key. And I was like, first of all, she's a black woman, so I'll keep this email going. And, you know, that was another thing too, just, you know, making sure because I never had seen anyone like within, the, I had seen so many contract shops, so many, but none of them, like I hadn't seen of us, right? Like of our club. Right. I was like, you know what? I'm going to follow her. <laughs> so that, that was my thing. And so when I saw that she was hiring for that, I was like, it's super rare. Cause I'm super like, I, I only accept like clients what twice a year. Like my enrollment is like twice a year for clients. Like I only serve five people a year and that's on purpose because I don't want to stretch myself thin. And I want to make sure that my clients have my full divided attention and don't feel like redheaded stepchildren. So <laughs> that's important to me. So um, I think just having that and just being on that list, I was like, let me reach out. And, you know, they had it to where it was just like, yep, she needed me. So, and I saw, I saw the list. I saw the list of people that interviewed her and I was with, in, with them and had opportunities for interviews. And I was like, I've never seen, Someone has such a detailed response, but learning and getting to um, know Casey. Now I know every time she puts something out, it is like overflow. She just did the same thing with these interns. And there were like almost 40 people that applied. And I'm like, how are we going to get through all these people? But a lot of people wish for that, right? Like a lot of people want that in their business. So Man. I think that's great. You, I mean, both of you all said something key, but Quantel, I mean, you were given so many good gems. How, so, so how do you know, Casey, that Quantel is the one? And then Quantel, how do you know that Casey is, is, is the one? Because we can see, because you talked about the chemistry piece, and then you also have the qualifications, and then you have to, you have to have the receipts to back it up. So how, how, how are you, both of you knowing like, okay, this is going to work? 
Like what, I mean, because I think people need to know who's listening about what, what that means in in terms of your onboarding and your hiring process. Yeah. Can you speak to that? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I mean, for me, like as a business owner, it was honestly years of having had other people work with me and being able to see like, okay, this ain't it this ain't it and it wasn't because the other people were not nice people like everyone I've, I've never had anyone work with me who who we didn't like personally gel well if that makes sense like i've never had anybody actually no i take that back i take that back oh honey i had one person i had this one one lady and that was just we not even gonna go down and we not even gonna go down that rabbit hole but i had one person but Everyone else who's ever worked with me, like they've always been um, truly a pleasure to work with, very kind, very, um, you know, very much wanting to be there and wanting to help. Um, but for me, it was just like years of, again, realizing what I really wanted to do in my business and what it was going to take for me to get there. So I knew I needed certain types of skill sets. So like Quantel mentioned before she came on board, I had someone else who was in her position who was lovely. She did good work. Um, but at the time I hired her, I was, I put out a posting, um, for a virtual, uh, what, I think it was just like a VA, just a virtual assistant. Um, because I was like, okay, I need a new assistant. Cause I, the person I had before her, um, I can't remember. I think she had to transition out for something else. I can't remember, but she was like a virtual assistant and, you know, she did a good job in terms of like what a virtual assistant does. Like she, you know, she was fine with like handling emails, you know, doing kind of just general virtual assistant work. But it became very apparent to me and then to her as well um, that I needed much more than just like a general VA. Like I needed someone who could really help me like manage projects, who could help me where I could like literally dump my ideas out and be like, okay, this is what I'm trying to do. But I need you to help like I need you to organize this for me and give me deadlines. Help me like I need a structure in place on how can we do it? Because for a long time in business, I was kind of at this point of like, I know what I need to do, right? Like I know exactly what needs to happen, but I don't have the structure. I don't have the project management. I don't have the right systems in place to be able to actually execute those things. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, it was things that was like, okay, I heard of like ClickUp, like I'd heard of ClickUp and I knew that I needed um, to get that in place. So like the previous person I had, you know, she kind of was in there trying to figure some stuff out, but just didn't really understand, you know, how the systems and stuff works. And I'm like, okay, I need somebody who can like, get this together, get this organized. And actually, Ashley, I think I had reached out to you during that time period. Before I hired Quantel, I had reached right. out to you because I know you do ClickUp um, right. systems organizing because I was about to hire you just to do that. Because I was like, I need, like these, like I knew my systems were just, they just weren't where they needed to be to get me to that next level. And so yeah. that was, so now insert Quantel, who's a online business manager, who initially, when I was looking to replace the previous person, I wasn't even looking for an OBM. But the more I started, and just to backtrack a little bit, so the previous person, actually, her expertise, her like full-time job expertise actually helped me tremendously in finding Quantel. Because even though she didn't have the capacity to do exactly what I needed, her background, she's been in HR for like decades professionally. So she's an HR professional. So she was able to help me actually like curate a, a good job posting, uh, make sure that I had like the proper like name. She was like, we're not going to say virtual assistant. She was like, cause everybody named mama think they can be a virtual assistant. So no. <laughs> um, so she helped me like 
you know, pick the the right stuff. And it helps, of course, too, that she had been working in my business for a while. So she knew um, she knew what I really needed and she knew it wasn't just like a VA. She was like, you need you definitely need more than that. So having honestly having her help in that process was like a tremendous help because she helped me identify like what I actually did need at that time. And so, again, insert Quantel, who was able to come in and just I mean, just the systems alone for me was like, wait, what? Like literally when we started working together, I think those first 90 days, I feel like we got more accomplished in just those first 90 days than I had probably in the whole previous year. Just because you came in and because so came in and implemented the systems that I needed so that I didn't even because, again, it was like, I know what I want to do. Like, I know what I need to do. I just don't have the systems in place to realistically execute on all these things. Absolutely. And boy, systems are half the battle. So it's just, it's one of those things, like if you're running your business and you're like, okay, this is, this is what I know what I want. This is how I think for me, like knowing um, how a business owner is definitely the one, like for me, of course, is direction, right? Like everyone can say where they want to go in their business. Um, but if you're a little bit wavering and if you're all over the place or anyone's listening to this, be established. That doesn't mean you have to be perfect first. Right. We're not asking for perfection, but just be established in the point where you you can sit down and say, OK, when I visualize my business, this is what I look for and this is how I want things to be. And then from there, if that person knows themselves and that they know what they are capable of, they can come in and say, OK. Based off of what you've told me, you need this here. You need this here. This may change, but you also need to get rid of this. Right. But you have to first be able to sit down and say how you want things to go first or the team will not be able to carry it out. To have a great team across anything, you need to definitely learn how to delegate everywhere possible. So I think that's important for sure. No, I think you're spot on in, in in ensuring that the importance of knowing yourself, knowing mm-hmm. like the direction to go into, because you're coming mm-hmm. into this space with your expertise. Mm-hmm. And I want to even know from um, your perspective, uh, you know, did you feel in, you know, comfortable just just being able to have your direction just in terms of like your, even just your um, frame of mind of like how you wanted to approach things, or did you have more of a collaborative? Some folks are, some of the CEOs and those leaders are like, I just need you to take it and run. But others yeah. are like, I have an idea. Can yeah. I mastermind with you on like yeah. how things look like? How does that work? How does that work? Um, That's a great question Um, because you just described pretty much the two different types of CEOs that I end up working with. There's a third one where that person also just looks at it um, as eventually they're going to, you know, take their business to another level and you operate the entire business. But I never want to work with CEOs like that because I have my own business. So I'm not trying to take over anybody's business. (laughs) But I think just like you just said, describing a collaborative feel and then someone who wants you to take the reins. But that I feel like that third person also could be the person who is honestly in the middle of both. Um, they don't have to be separated from that. But when I came into See Handy Law, I felt like it was a collaborative feel, but Casey does not hold your hand. Like 
she didn't hire me to hold my hand like, okay, you know, um, do your job. <laughs> it's kind of like, do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. And if not, okay, what are we doing? Why am I paying you, right? Because she's not one of those, she's not going to count, you know, um, she's she's not going to hold things against you. She will forewarn you, like, but I felt like it was a more of a, here's what I expect. Okay. Now I trust you to go and do your job. Right. Not, I, I cannot stand. Oh my God. I can't stand micromanagers. Right. Like, okay. Okay. I'm checking in five minutes later. Okay. We just talked about it. So that's good. Um, <laughs> so we just had this conversation, right? So you definitely want to make sure, um, that you know what type of person that you want to work with. And I know for me, the collaborative field was always great. And then I've also had, on the other hand, the CEOs who says, you know, I just need you to tell me what to do. Okay, that's cool. Like, so this is where you need to go in the direction of your business. How do you feel about that? Right? Because like you said earlier, Ashley, it is important for them to know themselves, right? And also for them to be able to um, have a self-reflection because, People don't realize mental health is so important when it comes to running a business. It's so important. And I don't care if you got a team of 50 or one, how you mentally feel that day is going to impact how you operate and run your business. It's as simple as that. And it affects your team tremendously. If Casey was a lazy boss, we would all feel it, right? Like wow. if she was out here, like, wow, we would all feel it because again, how you feel, how you are like it all impacts your business. So I think that's important for sure. Oh, and I can like I just that. add something yeah, to what Quantel said? So yes. even though, so when Quantel first came in, I definitely, and still now we're definitely very collaborative. But one thing I love about Quantel is she just knows about stuff. So like, she'll just be like, oh, here's, she just, she's like the, um, what, like the, just the, she just has all these hacks, right? Like all these business hacks that are just like, <laughs> get my life together. Thank you. Yes. Like, please. And even certain That's things so that like, it's like now that we've worked together for a while and she knows like what my goals and things are, she's able to, you know, just tell me about things that I either already didn't know about or, t or provide some different strategies on how to do certain things. And I'm the type of person, you know, I feel like we're all always learning. We're all evolving. I don't know everything. Um, you know, I never want to be the smartest person in the room. So I love Absolutely. that she, um, so I love that she is able to come in and be like, Hey, like we can, let's do it this way. And it's like, all right, bet. And then again, she's just this, with all the systems. It's like, okay. It's like when she tells me something, I know I, I feel confident in it because I know we can, we can actually get it done because we have the right systems in place. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that. I love that, Casey, because it's so true. Like we definitely <laughs> we uh, I think having constantly educating ourselves. Right. We go to school, we get out of high school, we get out of college, we get out of grad school, we get out of these things. And it's like, whoo, I'm done with school. And then the next new thing comes along and you're like, dang, like now I got to educate myself on that. Right. Like, so I love the nerd in me loves being able to say, OK, how can you make yourself better? And I feel like no matter what, educate yourself or um, always be a student at learning how you can one, be better or how to, you know, easily, efficiently run your business. Like the systems we use in this year might change depending on the goals, right? Like it always should operate with the flow of the company for sure. Mm -hmm. A lot, the aspects mm -hmm. of as you are formulating,
that the systems will need to change. They um, will. To, to they will change, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm also wanting to go back to this critical point about this 90 day period or this onboarding and this like the I guess maybe you would call it the trial. So is is that a best practice that you think that business owners should have, like in terms of just knowing? Is it just the first month, or is it like to to really know if somebody is is the right fit? I feel like it definitely depends. 90 days is my gauge as an online business manager, um, but it depends on the industry and it also depends on the business. So I can't say that that is staple. For some industries, it might be literally one month and that all it would take um, to figure out how you need to operate. Because of course, service-based businesses are completely different from e-commerce businesses, right? Like you're able to see the impact as soon (laughs) as you um, actually get the approach. So like I've worked with e-commerce brands before and it's like, okay, where is my marketing? Great. So we had sales. What's that revenue looking like? Okay. The first month you were in here, what does that look like? And I'm like, look, I don't even want that type of stress in my life. <laughs> Let me figure out what these systems looking like. Right. So, um, but yes, I think that's a good, um, I think that's a good gauge and how I like to break it that down is the first month you are learning the back end. Okay. That's you learning the back end, you figuring out what, um, what they have placed. Let's lay it all out on the table. What can we decipher? What can we get rid of? Let's go ahead and clean that out. The second month is, okay, let's start putting those projects with what we have to clean up. So now that we've cleaned some things up, we have looked at the projects, we start looking at what those SOPs look like. Do you start writing those SOPs? And then the third month, it's implementing those projects, putting them with the SOPs, and let's figure out if the systems that we've set in place actually work. And then from there, after 90 days, you've given them the juice and they're like, oh, I want a little bit more. Put on six more months. Right. So that's if that case happens. Right. But I think for as an online business manager, that's how I've been able to determine things, because some things you're going to be able to get in there and dive in immediately. Um, But there are other things that's going to take time. Um, marketing take time, um, as well as sales and take time. Like there's going to be different strategies that you do when it comes to sales that may not work overnight. It may be like, oh, they finally got the hang of it that we were able to do. Like people expect for their email list probably to grow overnight, but probably after the person has received your email a couple of times, that person may not convert to a lead until after like the fourth email, right? So stuff like that takes time. So yeah. Love that. And that's just, that's just super so I'm also I'm curious to know too because you said Quantel that Casey is not about this micromanaging life. So Casey, in terms of communication, what are your go-to tools? How do you communicate with um, Quantel and others? Like you know, how does that work? Yeah. So our go-to tool primarily for communication is Slack. So we love Slack because I do not like to be in my inbox with internal communications. Um, Inboxes get crazy enough as is, so I do not like for anyone on the team to be sending me questions or messages about client projects or anything via email. Um, Plus, it gets really unorganized really fast. And so um, when it comes to, so really two spaces, I will say. So when it comes to like client matters that we're working on, we utilize ClickUp for like how, you know, actually doing the work and like managing the different contracts and things that we're working on for clients. And so within ClickUp is where we communicate about those things. So like I have a couple of law clerks who are working with me now 
And they, um, and even like my previous like legal associate, we would do everything through ClickUp, like when we're actually collaborating um, on client matters. And so um, ClickUp is where we communicate, but then also again, Slack. So Slack is more for kind of the general, you know, virtual office, hello, good morning type stuff. Right. Um, if I need you to see something a bit more urgently, because, uh, you know, ClickUp is, you know, ClickUp is more task oriented. So it's kind of like, you know, you might get to this whenever you have time today, but if I need something, you know, something that needs your attention quickly, then Slack is where I would communicate. So yeah, so Slack and ClickUp are, are the main communication spots. Nice, nice, nice. So Quantel, in terms of how you use those those tools, are you, um, are, when you do updates, what is that like? Is that just like, you know, you are primarily communicating in the task feature? Um, are you using using uh, Slack as well? Obviously you're using Slack as well, but what are your, some of your go-to tips on using Slack and ClickUp? Um, okay. Um, so when it comes to Slack and ClickUp, like go to tips, um, if things have changed, um, I think having a channel in Slack on how to use the tools that we have for the software that we have is helpful. So we have a ClickUp channel, um, just in case they have any questions, because when you onboard new members, it's going to be <laughs> everybody. Look, I will forewarn people, ClickUp is a learning curve, right? So everyone's like, I do not want to get in ClickUp and not know what I'm doing. So sometimes the team members will definitely have questions on ClickUp. So we have a we have a channel designated towards the systems that we do use. Um, you don't need a channel for everything in the world in Slack. I just feel like that can get overwhelming. Um, so just utilizing the general channel and using you know Slack to just have channel like, Casey said, just having um, the communication, hey, I don't want to put this in the general channel, but if it's specific towards that client, then definitely let's put it inside of this channel. So you'll have the channels that are relevant towards the actual topic. Um, And then inside of ClickUp, my absolute favorite project management tool, um, you can do so many different things, but I recommend only having up to at least four spaces um, so that you're not over. Yeah. So that you're not overwhelming yourself. And it definitely depends on the type of business you are. But I always know that no matter what, in every business, you're going to have operations. You're going to have a marketing and sales. You're definitely going to have the clients. And then you're also going to have probably like your course or your different product that you're selling. Right. So with See Handy Law, we definitely have an operation space. Right. What does that include? That's the team members. That's the that's the you know, the different um, SOPs that we have. And so you were asking earlier, Ashley, like, how would I update things? Um, if I update anything and it is like major, I always just put it back inside of the SOP. And so. Um, SOPs are hosted inside of the Google Drive. And so as of now, I recently just switched all my client stuff over to Google Sites. So I can't wait to show Casey that tomorrow. But we have um, a site, well, I write all the SOPs. And so now it's just in a hosted centralized base online because all of my clients have Google Workspace. So it's free. You have a free website and all of your SOPs are there. So but yeah, so that's how I update things. So I think that's super helpful. But utilizing ClickUp and not having a million different spaces for the things are definitely a few of my suggestions. So 
That's good. That is really good. I, and I love that. I mean, you right now giving some major gems uh, <laughs> on how teams can be able to operate and just how, you know, giving us that insight. And I think that's super important. Um, and another talk um, about knowing, you know, knowing what you don't know and being honest about that. So were there things like that you didn't know, Quantel, or was it, you know, when you were coming on board, was it like, Casey was like, here's, you know, something I need you to learn or like, what was that conversation piece like? Um, it wasn't much that I didn't know. Um, I like to dive like, <laughs> I'm not, um, not proud to say that I'm pretty much a, genius when it comes to a lot of things. Um, and I'm very well-rounded, like a Jill of all trades, but I know my limits. So <laughs> know thyself, right? But I will say knowing what you're comfortable with doing is important. And so um, for me, I think when I first onboarded and I talked to Casey, because I make sure all of my clients after 90 days that they receive a survey. And within that survey, we were just talking about how, you know, this is a contract law firm, right? I ain't no lawyer, Lord knows. <laughs> I didn't go to law school, right? So I was able to be transparent with Casey and let her know, hey, I'm not as comfortable with viewing the contracts. Like maybe we need a legal assistant for that, right? Or maybe we need to be able to hire someone for that. And she was open to that because a lot of people are just like, well, no, I need you to be able to do this and do that. But she was very open to that feedback. And here we are with, you know, two interns around, right? Like you just have to be able to communicate with what you're not comfortable with doing. So, and I was able to communicate that to her very clearly. So that is, that is really good. Uh, and so I'm actually going to ask this question because, and I think Casey was probably like, uh, okay, like obviously you need this, but when it comes to the legal piece of it, right? Because it's his actual intellectual property, it's your business, it's all the things. Are we mm -hmm. signing all the things? Like, is you know, as a as an owner, as you're preparing, because I, I want to make sure it's it's really clear. What are the particular forms that you have to have in place? Like that people need to sign in order when you're bringing folks in, is it like oh, NDAs yeah. only, or is it like like you know, is it contract contracts like companies? Like what what does that look like? Yeah, so it can look a little different for uh, various businesses because it, a lot of it depends on the type of people that you're bringing in too. So I would say in terms of like generally speaking, um, you're definitely going to want to have independent contractor agreements in place and independent contractor agreements, we always include like confidentiality and, you know, non-disclosure terms within that contract. So you generally don't really need a separate NDA if you know you're already hiring the person. Um, where I say an NDA is good is if you maybe need to have conversations with people um, to, before, like within the hiring process, and you don't want to share, like if you have a highly technical business um, that requires like sharing some very proprietary type of information before you can even move to the space where we're talking about hiring, um, then, you know, NDA is good for that. But a lot of times if you kind of know like, hey, I need, you know, a copywriter, for instance, um, and I'm going to go with this person, then an independent contractor agreement that includes, you know, the NDA language and confidentiality language is just fine. Now, the reason I say it's a little different for depending on who you're hiring is because while like you want to have a contractor agreement in place, but depending on where the person you're hiring is in their business, they may already have their own contracts, right? 
So as the business owner, so like Quantel, for instance, she's been in business for herself for years. So she has her own like agreements for her services, you know, as a contractor. So I didn't need to give her, I didn't need to have her sign my standard like independent contractor agreement. Now I've had plenty of contractors I've worked with in the past who, you know, didn't have didn't necessarily have those documents in place. So it's like, okay, here's my, you know, contract, make sure you sign that. Um, so, but in general, you need to have like that contractor agreement in place regardless of who it's coming from. Um, another contract, you know, if you are at the point where you're hiring uh, folks in the actual employee capacity, then of course you want to make sure you have an employee agreement in place. Um, but yeah, in terms of onboarding, that's really the main thing. So generally you're fine with just a contractor agreement or an employee agreement that includes the confidentiality terms. But again, if you have the type of business that requires you to share very highly confidential information in advance, then a separate NDA is also good. That's really good to know. Just being able to have get that legal piece like ironed out, straightened out early. And so are those those items that people can go and purchase through your business and your services? Uh, yeah. So we offer those in our template store. So we have general like contractor agreement templates, um, an NDA template. Um, but if you are at a point where you are, you know, needing something a bit more specialized, if you are if you've kind of gotten to a certain point in business where maybe you're, you know, now you're hiring employees and you're, um, you know, you're offering like substantial salaries and things like that, then those sorts of things I kind of recommend doing more of a custom contract, um, you know, situation. And our law firm definitely does help with drafting custom contracts. For those and factors. at the top of the new year, that's, a, that's what a lot of people have been requesting is employee yeah, agreements. We do a lot of, yeah, yeah, I'm going to say we do a lot of employee agreements, contractor agreements, it is anything for teams. <laughs> Do a lot of that. Pretty much, yeah. Mm -hmm. So so there's two differentiating, differentiating things going on because so you have the independent contractor piece, but then there are people that are hiring as like an employee. So there are mm -hmm. there different contents um, in like the employee agreement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. or there's a lot more legal, there's a lot more legalities that go into place in general when you're hiring someone as an employee versus a contractor, which is why a lot of businesses try to get away as long as possible. <laughs> I think with having, um, you know, folks be contractors, because of course, if they're a contractor, wow. I don't have to like uh, take out taxes for you. I don't have to worry about benefits, all that kind of stuff. Uh, whereas, you know, if I'm hiring you as an employee, like now I'm, I'm having to cover those sorts of things for you. Um, and then also, you know, making sure that your contracts for employees include those various like legal provisions when it comes to uh, those benefits, any um, any company equipment that you may be providing to your employees, like a laptop, which is, of course, you know, this virtual space that's that's big. Like for most people who are hiring employees, like, hey, you know, we'll make sure you have a company laptop. We'll make sure you have, you know, access to certain things. So, yeah, there's definitely a a greater variety of things that you have to, to cover from a legal standpoint when you're talking about um, an employee versus a contractor, mm -hmm. for sure. <laughs> and a lot of it is not even just a contract. Like a lot of it is like the the practical HR um, dealing with like, you know, how you handle termination, how you handle write-ups, that kind of thing, because you can get into some serious trouble um, for how you handle um you know, uh, firing folks, um, of course, discrimination claims, quick, 
quick additional nugget. So when I talked about the early in my practice, when I was working for one of my mentors, I did a lot of uh, employment law uh, cases, actually. I did a lot of employment litigation. So I did a lot of discrimination, wrongful termination. Um, So I've seen it from that side, like being in court on that sort of thing. Um, So now I definitely take that background and knowledge when I'm working on these types of contracts for my clients now to help them avoid those sorts of situations. That, that's crucial uh, that I'm so glad you made that distinction. And even um, from the perspective of the risk that it takes when a business owner is going to say, well, I'm at the point and, I, and it'll have to be like that, that growth and that, that vision piece, right? About, all right, now I'm ready to have employees. So now there's a different tone different posture for that as well. And so I'm also, uh, you know, curious to know too, for the different, the creator's economy is like, this is huge. It's booming right now. You got uh, podcasters, you got creators. And I know that you also serve those individuals too. What type of advice would you give people to protect themselves, you know, even when they're bringing on team members, but what are some of the, um, what are some of the legal pieces that they need to know if they're like, you know, they host summits, they, you know, they're um, a podcaster, they go and they speak, you know, what are some of those things that, that they need to be mindful of? Um, That's a good question. That's a, that's a big question because there's so many things with legal. Um, and we see this every day uh, with like our retainer clients um, through the firm who are, you know, online business owners who do some of, they just, they do all the things, right? All the things. Um, and so we're constantly navigating the legal aspects of, okay, you're getting ready to host another virtual summit. You're about to do something else with your affiliate program. You know, you're relaunching your YouTube channel, whatever. So there's a lot of Legal comes into play in everything. I don't think most people realize that legal literally Come on. is involved in, yeah. in li- every aspect of anything you do in day-to-day life. Um, it doesn't feel like it, but it is. Um, and so I would say in terms of like advice, if you are in a space where honestly, you're just kind of not sure, even if you're like, okay, I'm launching this new thing and I just don't even really know like what are the legal implications? Like what are the legal things I need to have in place? I mean, always seek out professional help for sure. Even if it's just a matter of being like, hey, can you help me sort through like what kind of contracts do I need to have in place? What kind of like releases and waivers and things like that. Um, But in terms of just, you know, kind of navigating the online space from a legal standpoint, I would always recommend just realizing that there's always going to be, um, you know, making sure that you have the, the necessary documents and things in place. Uh, in advance as much as you possibly can. So with Boss Contract Society, that's you know our contract template shop, digital product space, um, we really try to, and we're adding, we're like actively adding like new templates and new products to the store, but we're constantly trying to make it as simple as possible uh, for entrepreneurs in this online space to even just kind of like package to say like, okay, these are all the contracts you need for your virtual summit, for instance. Like that's a bundle that we're getting ready to release um, here soon. And so, um, and so I would just say, you know, realizing that you need to have these things in place and then identifying various resources that can kind of give you, you know, kind of hand you um, the full scope of things so that you're prepared prior to starting to do these things. Like you don't want to be that person who's like, okay, you've already launched the virtual summit. You've already invited these speakers. And then now here you are after the fact, trying to have people sign stuff and do different things. And um, you know, because that's things just, get much more complicated and very messy and 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I see. I know. I, I, you know, you're on point with that because, you know, you'll, I'll hear every now and again about people just Googling contracts, you know, and just, you know, I found it, you know, and then I'll just, you know, make it my own uh, and, you know, and put it out there. And so from what I've learned and from just from what you're saying, you know, you need to tap into, you know, a lawyer who can be able to look through your needs and look through so that you can just properly protect yourself. I mean, that's just like bottom line. That's just what you need. Yeah. I mean, and especially in this online business space, because it's so, it's so heavily changing all the time. And the thing I love about working with online business owners is like, there's some of the the coolest creatives to me because it's like no idea is off the table. So it's like, okay, I want to do this thing with this new app or this new feature. Like, how do I go about, you know, doing that? And so I definitely do recommend, you know, if you're, you're at a point where you're, you know, just launching different things and doing different things, again, you're just not really sure, then it, you definitely, you definitely need that blueprint in terms of, okay, this is what your business needs to have a place. No, I think that, I think that's on point. I think that's on point. Um, you know, one, one, one final question, just even just for the both of you, as you are, um, you know, heading into, you know, you know, the, the new year and you're settling things in, you know, what sort of would you give people or tips? you want to give folks, you know, that are hiring for the first time or even promoting people within, you know, what are some of these, these key foundational things that people need to be aware of and mindful of? Um, Yeah, I'd I'd love to hear from, from your perspectives. Um, Okay, I guess I'll go first. (laughs) Um, So I would say kind of touching back on what we talked about earlier, um, you know, as the as the business owner, definitely being clear about where you're trying to go and what it's going to take to get you there and the people is going to the team you're going to need to get there um, and not being afraid to to hire that team. So I guess things, you know, that's really difficult when it comes to teams um, in business is always like, OK, well, can I afford this? Can I do this different thing? And one thing I've always noticed and learned in my own experiences is when I identified exactly what I needed and who I needed to do it, the, the money aspect was never a problem. It's like somehow, some way it's like, okay, now all of a sudden, you know, you know, we're able to afford to do all the various things that we need to do. So I would say just get super clear on your vision for this next year and what it is that you're, you're wanting to launch and put out there and, and identify as soon as possible, like, the team members that you need to do that. Like literally before this call, I was on Upwork. Um, we'll talk about that in our meeting tomorrow, Quintel. <laughs> um, because I because there's some different things, you know, in my own business that I'm that I've yeah, that is just at a point where definitely need to like delegate out and get some additional um, people on board to handle various aspects. So that would be my biggest piece of advice. Um, for me, um, similar to what Casey said, definitely <clears throat> knowing where you want to go, um, not being afraid to hire people that are probably a bit more knowledgeable than you, like put your ego to the side and say, this is what I'm not capable of, but I know that I know how I want my business to run. So that's important. I'm trusting you and I'm hiring you to be able to do that. Um, And for those who are on the teams like myself, um, know when to um, know when to say when things are uncomfortable for you and also know when um, 
to speak up when things probably should change and you notice that things should change, but you definitely haven't said anything because <laughs> that's key, right? Like if you want to have and survive and be on a team, you need to say something, right? Go ahead and build that relationship. Um, and yeah, I think that's the main thing. And also um, what Casey said is very important. A lot of people um, look at the dollar amount and then it's kind of like with systems, right? When you think about for me, I'm personally trying to automate my entire life, but that may take like a few systems that I'm going to end up purchasing, right? But if that means all I have to do is click a button and then the rest of it happens, I don't mind paying that extra amount to make sure that my life is easier, right? And it's the same thing with the team, right? If I hire that person to be on my team and I know that at the end of the day, I rest well and wake up the next day because my team has handled things for me. And when we get in the meeting, I can look at a full week of all the tasks that we've completed without me having to be involved. That's great. That's what every CEO wants. Don't be afraid to spend that if it saves you time um, and just hire um, the teams that you need. And half the battle is knowing what you want. So. I think that's key. That's great. That is really great tips. And I want, uh, you know, everyone to know, Casey, where can they follow you? Um, where can they follow the firm and, and, and everything? So, yeah. So we're over on really all social media platforms. I would say Instagram probably most actively, but you can follow me um, on Instagram at contract Casey. That's where we share things about the firm. Uh, I share personal things on that side too. And then you can also follow Boss Contract Society um, on Instagram and Facebook. And that is, again, our brand that houses our contract templates and our digital products. Wonderful, wonderful. And Quantel, you know, I'm sure, sure people want to be finding where you at. <laughs> Listen, this no, is not keep me hidden, Ashley. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's hilarious. No, totally. Um, I'm over at Quantelite on Facebook and on Instagram. So wonderful, wonderful. This is where you can find the one to punch, follow their content. Uh, they're doing dynamic things. Um, and I'm excited about what the year ahead has for C Handy Law. Uh, just the growth for you, Quantel, personally. This is just going to be a fantastic uh, year ahead. Thank you guys so much for being on Conversations with Ask Ash. We're talking about the power of team, uh, the, the systems behind it all. And I thank you, everyone, for listening. I'm going to have all of the show notes with all of the information so that you can stay connected and stay plugged in. Thank you, guys. And stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you, guys. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and follow Ashley on social media at Ashley Schuler underscore. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-H-U-L-E-R underscore.